We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Carl Calabrese joining us. You can hear him every Friday at 1 o'clock with David Bellavia. Carl, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Joe. Good morning to you and all of our listeners. Now, to start things off, we'll start off where we ended with uh, State Senator Rob Orr, and that is Governor Hochul's first budget as the elected governor of New York. And, you know, we looked through this gas ban. It's been in the talk so often for the last, you know, three or four months. And it's minus the gas stoves, exactly what everyone had been saying. Oh, that's right. And, and don't think the gas stoves uh, has gone away. Banning gas stoves has gone away. Um, this this direction that New York State is headed, which the governor is, seems very committed to and is not backing off, is you know to stop all natural gas hookups to new homes uh, by 2025 and uh, uh, you know get to an even higher level at 2030. Uh, and so it's coming in a different form. You're just not going to be able to to hook up your uh, or have a gas stove hookup in a new house uh, after 2030. Uh, there's also something else that was buried in the budget that isn't as obvious, but it's in there if you do a little digging. Um, she has directed uh, her departments to begin developing a plan modeled after California's, basically a, it's a cap and trade, carbon cap and trade uh, plan, uh, which would charge for allowances for businesses to uh, emit carbon and the cost of of those allowances would go up and the and the amount of carbon that you could release would go down as those costs went up and it's complicated but let's just say that california has done it and in the process of doing this has increased the cost of gas appliances by 66 percent so they're they're going to try to get there one way or the other um, they tried it with the front door with the federal government's uh, Consumer Protection Agency coming out and saying it's time to ban gas stoves. And we saw the political blowback that occurred there and they backed off. But don't think it's going away. Um, the, the impetus to that announcement came from an operation called the Rocky Mountain Institute, which is a left-leaning environmental group. And they released this so-called study saying that gas stoves uh, caused asthma in children. And that, that's what set that bombshell off. Uh, the problem is when you, when you actually had a chance, when people actually had a chance to look at that study that the Rocky Mountain Institute conducted, it was junk science. And even after it was exposed, even the Rocky Mountain Institute admitted that the study showed no causal effect between gas stoves and asthma. So I think what the left tried to do is, well, we can't sell the banning of gas stoves based on climate change. People aren't there yet. So let's change the emphasis to health because we learned during the COVID situation that if you put the fear into people's heads about health, they'll give up everything. I mean, they gave up their 
their livelihoods, their friendships, their social relationships with family. They gave up their entertainment. They even gave up their worship services. They were so scared. I think the left is going to go back to that playbook uh, more than once, and they, they try to do it with gas stoves. But she's not backing off. I, I think you're going to have a, a very radical climate agenda in this state that's coming over the next five or six years. And it's going to, I think, be a disaster. Uh, if you saw the Buffalo News yesterday, there was a large article in there by the head of National um, uh, Fuel who basically said this is nonsense. There's no way this state can go to electrification in this time period um, and depend on wind and solar. Uh, we just do not have the electrical generation capacity and we do not have the electrical transmission capacity and there's no plans to, to build it in the next five or six years. So um, I, think, I think what you have going on here, Joe, is that classic example of politicians you know, trying to get all the political gain in the short term and figuring that when the pain comes in the long term, they'll be out of office. The can will have been kicked down the road. It'll be somebody else's headache. You know, speaking of out of office, this I know it's popular in Albany and especially with the far end of the Democrat Party. But do you think there could be any pushback, you know, the next election of all these limitations that are going into effect? Now, I do realize next time the governor is up for election reelection, the ban on new build houses will already be there, according to this budget. Do you think that could be the blowback? You know, it was a close race this time anyway. Um, could this move some of those Democrat votes to uh, to the center or to uh, the Republican side? Well, if the election were held today, the answer would be no. If you look at the polls and, uh, of New York State voters, uh, it may not be true of, of upstate voters, but downstate voters seem very, very committed to these goals. Now, right now, they're theoretical goals, and they're not, they're not impacting anyone per se in terms of their everyday life. That may change um, as, as these goals are implemented and people start to realize that I can't, I can't get a gas stove anymore, I, I can't heat my house with gas. I'm, uh, you know, there may be blowback then. Will it be enough for a 50% plus one majority in the next gubernatorial election? Your guess is as good as mine, but as of right now, New York seems very uh, uh, committed, let's say, to moving towards this uh, zero carbon uh, utopian world that, <laughs> as I say, I think, I think is exactly that, uh, utopian and fantasy. You know, the, the other thing getting a lot of the attention is bail reform. We heard so much about that during the election. And then, you know, some of these uh, reforms of the bail reform are pushed in the budget or at least mentioned in the budget. But is it is it the governor's party, the far end of the governor's party that's really stopping a true reform of what seems to be a failing bail reform? Oh, no question about it. There, there does not seem to be any appetite in either house of the legislature, the assembly or the Senate for bail reform. Uh, you, you can just listen to the, the, the words of the majority leader uh, in the Senate and the, uh, and the Speaker of the Assembly, and they just don't want to go there. And until there's, I think, massive political blowback in the districts of the downstate legislators, you're not going to see anything uh, occur. Uh, and remember, uh, when I looked at, at her budget message, I said, you know, it really does not address the three fundamental reasons for the, for the problem New York now faces that she admitted, which is we have led the nation for two years in a row now in out-migration, people leaving New York State. And the reason people leave New York State is because of high taxes and regulation. Her budget did nothing to deal with that. In fact, she's increasing taxes. 
she's, she's increasing taxes on businesses in downstate to pay for the subway system in New York City. She's allowing what should have expired this year, a corporate income tax increase. She's going to extend that. Uh, and she's, uh, she's even shifting $1 billion of Medicaid costs from state government to county governments. And that that directly impacts local property taxes. So nothing in there about taxes. The other two reasons people leave, I think, are crime and education. Um, she attempted, and I, this is the one plus I gave her in the, in the budget message, was crime. She seems committed to bail reform following her very close election. And recall that during the election, when Lee Zeldin was making such a big issue out of crime, she, she poo-pooed it. She said it was a hoax. Those are her words. The crime issue is a hoax. Well. Uh, a 5% election win in New York State for a Democrat blew that idea of a hoax out of the water and suddenly she's found religion. The problem is her party has not found it. And until, as I say, there's a lot of local pushback to Hasties in the, in the Assembly and Stuart Cousins in the Senate and some of their leadership, uh, when they're feeling the heat at the local level, they will then communicate that to the leadership saying, this is getting serious, I could be in a tough election uh, if we don't deal with this, until that happens, that dynamic occurs, it's not going to change. So uh, I think her odds of getting bail reform are low, especially given the fact that in this, just recently, the legislature uh, rejected her choice for Chief Justice of the Court of Appeals, a stinging rebuke of a sitting governor who just won re-election for the legislature to do that, her own party to do that. Uh, I think the legislature is feeling their oats. I don't think they're intimidated by Kathy Hochul. And I, I don't see them giving in to her on bail reform in this session. You know, it, it's so interesting, the, the bail reform. And anytime you bring it up, it's like, oh, those are just Republican scare tactics. You know, I've heard that numerous times. But when I talk to friends in New York City, I listen to a lot of New York City radio. And most of it, Carl's not, you know, political radio. It's it's comedy radio or sports radio. It, it does seem to be, from the people living in New York, a, a real issue. There's people that don't want to travel to New York City, which is, you know, a big draw for the state. It, it's so interesting that so many people still, on one side of the aisle, just blame Republican scare tactics instead of looking at the proof of the crime hike in New York City. No, there's, there's no question. The crime hike across the state uh, in, in murders, in assaults, armed assaults, violent assaults, uh, you know, carjackings, everything is up. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get any level of common sense into the minds of the progressive left. Uh, they're committed to these very far left social policies uh, and they're pursuing them and they have the power in New York State to do just that. And that's what they're doing. This, this falls under the category elections have consequences, folks. Uh, when you elect a Democrat majority in both houses and a Democrat governor, don't be surprised that this is what you end up with. Were you surprised with the number on this budget? Uh, according to the uh, Times Union, $227 billion spending plan, uh, the second highest in the country just under California, doubling the budget of the state of Florida. Uh, I mean, talk about spending out of control. Oh, no question about it. And, and that doesn't count all of the off-budget gimmicks that this state has in, engaged in over the last 50 years, okay? All of the things that aren't technically in the state budget, but are, are government functions that have to get funded uh, by debt, bonds, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is out of control. And, you know, New York State has always led the nation in excessive spending. Uh, our Medicaid program is twice as much as, as as other states and has you know ha yeah, half as many people um, every almost every department of new york can be cited 
for spending huge amounts over what other states spend, whether it be the prison system, the welfare system, uh, the conservation, everything. Everything is out of control. Costs don't seem to be an issue. Um, you know, the people's dollar just seems to get spent uh, in ways that you just have to shake your head at. And, and again, this is a result of, of big government, and, and both parties have to be blamed here. Uh, it's been a long time since Republicans were in control, but they were at one time, and those, those uh, situations still existed. But, you know, you, you do have a party that just does not seem to be concerned about the expenditure side of the ledger. Now, looking at the county level, Carl, um, we saw Nate McMurray throw his hat in for a Democrat primary. Um, to my knowledge, still waiting to hear who will run in the Erie County executives race against uh, County Executive Mark Pullencars. You know, now, Carl, I obviously have a bias here, but it, it seems to me that this could be an election where if Republicans ran the right person, they could win. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, that, that's true of almost every election. They're, they're always... Uh interesting twists and turns that can change uh, the conventional wisdom on who's the leader and who's the likely winner very quickly. But yeah, the, with the right candidate, there, there may very well be a shelf life issue now uh, with Mark Bolencars going for his fourth term. Very difficult for a politician in, the, in an executive position, like a county executive, uh, a governor, even mayor, uh, to, to hit that fourth term. There are exceptions, obviously, Byron Brown is, is a, a huge exception to that. Uh, Byron Brown's a unique politician in, in the way he wears on people. Um, you know, he's got a very, he's non-confrontational. He's, he's got a very easy way about his personality. He doesn't threaten people. Uh, and I think that plays very well to his electoral success. Uh, Mark Polenkar is not so much. Uh, you know, Mark has a way of, of, of getting under people's skin and, and annoying folks and, you know, not not um, not being able to, to maximize the, the parts of his personality and that he has in private uh, over to the public's uh, square. So yeah, there could be a shelf life, but the question is, and you still have a county that's a hundred and last count, one hundred and thirty-five thousand more Democrats than Republicans. Uh, that's going to be tough. But there's some interesting potential candidates on the Republican side. Um, that might be able to mount a, a, a very aggressive and maybe winning campaign. Uh, I think, obviously, the sheriff, John Garcia, who's proven he can win in a countywide race and did it only on a one-party line. That, that race had a, a conservative and an independent taking votes away, most likely from him as a Republican, and he still won. That got my attention, and I'm, I'm sure that got the attention of party leaders. Not sure if he's interested, but he would definitely be on my A-list. Uh, former state senator Ed Rath would be on my A-list. Uh, there's some business people uh, that have expressed an interest, some of, of whom could almost self-finance a campaign. Uh, that would certainly appeal to the county chairman. And then there's Mickey Kearns, a Democrat who's had success on numerous occasions running on the Republican line um, countywide. question is, are Republicans as a party willing to give their endorsement to a registered Democrat? Or would they insist upon him uh, joining the party? As one party official said to me, if you're, you know, if you're going to be on the team, you got to wear the uniform. So that that'll be an interesting uh, set of circumstances to see how they develop. But those are those are some names that come to mind right away. And um, you know, uh, Republicans have proven in the past that with the right candidate, with the right messages, they can win in Erie County. And with a county executive who who may be going a bridge too far with the fourth term, uh, you know, the moon and the stars politically may line up this year. 
This might be a weird question, Carl, but in the world of politics, is a job like county executive an attractive job to run for? Well, yes and no. It's an attractive job because, you know, you're you're at the top of the heap. You're head of the county. Um, you, you're the focal point of county government, a billion dollar plus budget. Uh, a lot of interesting issues pop up, everything from, you know, waterfront development to a new bill stadium. And, and you're going to be the center, the focal point. Uh, but having served as the deputy county executive for five years, I saw firsthand that the, the job is not as much an executive position as you would think, primarily because you really have very little control over the majority of your budget. It's mandated by the state. Upwards of 75 to 80% of the county budget is mandated by the state. Um, and, and so you, have, you don't have a lot of discretion uh, in terms of how you're going to wield that uh, billion dollar budget. And so that takes, for me, that takes some of the luster away from it. But for, again, from a political standpoint, uh, it's got a, a lot of attractiveness to politicians because of its, its high visibility, focal point nature. Uh, and that will always attract people uh, in the political business. How do you think this, uh, you know, the Buffalo News last week came out with an article about the relationship between Mark Poloncars and Byron Brown? We obviously saw it during the blizzard as well. Um, do you think that'll have any play going into this election? It, it could. Uh, you know, uh, payback is a tough thing. And uh, I would use another word, but we're on radio. And, uh, you know, you're, you're wondering how mad did Byron Brown get with the accusations uh, that polling cars threw at him during that blizzard. And if he's really mad, he could have a huge impact on the election because city of Buffalo has got a lot of registered voters and the political organization that controls uh, that dynamic is Byron Brown. And, you know, if, if he puts out the word to his party or his party people, just, we're just going to go through the motions on this. I'm not going to endorse his opponent. I'm not going to be neutral. Yeah, we support Mark polling cars, but we're just going to go through the motions. We're, we're not going to put a full court press on in getting the vote out and convincing folks to vote for, for polling cars. Yeah, that could have a real impact. So it remains to be seen just how upset and how how long those feelings could go. Uh, would they stretch into the into the campaign? And, and could Byron give a laydown order to his folks? Sure. And that would be a very, very effective way to, you know, to, to fill out that old adage, revenge is a meal best eaten cold. Well, Carl, that's why they say, you know, in the political world, there really is no off year uh, because that's a pretty big election coming up this November. No question. And, and you've got to remember the county legislature up as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see how county politics shakes out after next November in terms of who's occupying the 16th floor of County Hall and what party is in control of the majority of the legislature. Hey, Carl, always good catching up with you. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Joe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.